Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, September 21st, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, there was a wonderful episode this week on Broadway in the in the podcast feed on Sunday. James, Peter, and Michael talked with Brandon Victor Dixon as we said they would uh, on Thursday's episode. They had a great but short uh, conversation about a lot of different things. The main focus of the conversation was the fact that Brandon have started a group called We Are, which is focusing on voter registration and uh, yeah. uh, National Voter Registration Day is this coming Tuesday. Um, so check that out. But they also talk about um, <laughs> how he decided to join the cast of Shuffle Along before even seeing what the contract was or any of the other details, just based off knowing who else was in it. Um, they That's talk very, very fair. Yes, very much so. They talk about the whole Mike Pence at Hamilton thing, uh, mm. because that was him uh, as Burr at the time. Talk about the Scottsboro Boys uh, and some other things in that uh, short interview. And don't forget that Roy O'Malley will be the guest on next Sunday hey. this week on Broadway. Um. Of course, you can get all of those episodes in, in our Patreon feed before you can get them anywhere else. And with this week on Broadway, you can be a part of those discussions by sending in questions and listening to them live. So if you want to be a part of that, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Now, actually, I'm not going to make this a part of the actual news part of the show, but I do want to mention the fact uh, the news that effectively rocked the entire Country, especially, I'm imagining most people who listen to this show, that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died uh, on, I guess that was Friday night. It seems now like Friday it was a night, million yeah. years ago. Yeah, uh, but it was Friday was night. Yeah, she was 87 years old, um, and she succumbed after having five bouts with cancer. Just an unbelievably strong mm -hmm. and powerful woman. And there have been so many incredible tributes to her uh, across all of um you know the media landscape but I do want to mention specifically there's a there's a wonderful article from Peter Marks in the Washington Post in which he talked about her love of performing arts and it's very regular that mm. you would see her backstage um with casts of shows at the Kennedy Center or the National Tours at the National yeah. you know or anywhere even local things uh, at Signature Theater there is also a picture that I've seen retweeted many many times uh, about her in the audience of oh, what, what the, the constitution, constitution made yeah. exactly um she also officiated the 2014 wedding of the Arena Stage artistic director Molly Smith um, so she's just somebody who obviously made an incredible impact on so many parts of, of the American world and life, especially fighting for, um, equal rights for women. But she was also a lover of the performing arts. And I think, it, yeah. And, and that is obviously not the most important part of her legacy, but sure. I do think it is something that, um, is, uh, is to be, uh, discussed. And back, if you remember on, I don't even remember what it, when it was. I think it must have been at the very beginning of quarantine. I don't, oh, I don't God. remember. Or maybe before quarantine. I don't remember. Anyway, um, I spoke with Tova Felchu in which she actually played Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, in a two person play, uh, and talked about how yes. she spoke with her about the role and about her life and how, uh, meaningful it was. But mm. anyway, um, our, 
thoughts uh, are with um, the the Ginsburg family and everyone else who is suffering because of this tragic loss, mm-hmm. not in least part our entire country. I was going to say, my thoughts go out to literally all of us. Yeah. Ugh, gee, I just, I can't. I just can't. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. And we have some interesting stuff that came up on Friday as Lear de Bessonet, the new first-year artistic director of City Center Encores, announced what is kind of going to be a hybrid 2020-2021 season. It is first going to involve a five-part mini-documentary series that will look through three of the next shows that they're going to be doing in this coming season, supposedly, and look back at two of the shows that were supposed to be part of the last season. Those two shows that were supposed to be part of the last season were Love Life, and in this, they're going to look at Victoria Clark, who was directing um, and going through that show. In the second one, they are going to go through the process of Lear actually casting Ashley Park in this revival of Thoroughly Modern Millie. Now, Neither of those shows are on the schedule for the next season, although they did maintain that they are possibilities for future seasons. They're also going to have a um, another documentary on the connection through Iconic. It's going to... They're also going to have another one called Encores Inside the Revival Connection through Iconic American Musicals that looks back at the history um, of musicals and encores as well. But the big news is, is that they announced two of the three shows that are going to be a part of their upcoming season. We don't exactly know how these are going to work or even when these shows will happen. But they did announce the two shows that are going to start off the season, and they are both shows that center black characters and black artists in the forefront of the productions. The first one will be The Life, the musical that won a couple Tony Awards uh, back in the 90s, but this is going to be directed by Billy Porter. Um, this was a 1997 Tony-nominated musical, but Chuck Cooper and Lilius White, I believe, both won Tonys for the show. Mm. Billy Porter is going to be re-envisioning the main character of Queen to tell the story with a little bit more hope and survival as the focus, honoring the characters given circumstances and revealing their universal humanity. Uh, and interestingly enough, Clint Ramos has been named the first Encore's producing creative director, and he will work uh, on that production as the first one under his new show. That former former Tell Me More and Tony Omnibus episode uh. guest as well. He might have been on the same one you were, Ashley. Oh, really? He, I talked to him about the, the design for uh, Once on This Island. So I don't know if that would have been the same year as you or not. Maybe – Maybe not. I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I can't remember. Time's a flat circle. <laughs> I think it was the year before. Yeah, I think it I would have been the year that. before. But anyway, um, the next one is going to be directed by Kenny Leon, and it will be an encore's revival of the 1983 musical The Tap Dance Kid. This one is going to be um, uh, adapted by Lydia Diamond, and uh, the choreography will be by Jared Grimes. Um, this is one that I don't know a ton of about uh Ashley other than I know mm-hmm. like Alfonso Ribeiro was in it uh, in the yeah. original cast yeah it was actually very funny uh talking about it on Twitter like last week with somebody and then all of a sudden this announcement comes up <laughs> so it's your very fa- out yeah, of nowhere you caused this this one to be uh to be a part of the season obviously by obviously, tweeting about it obviously obviously it wasn't it, no it was I was being tweeted at oh. so so there you go very it nice. was even more it was even more random than me whipping out a random musical which is often the case anyway. <laughs> 
Nothing wrong with random musicals. But um, in a statement, Lear de Bessonet <laughs> said, I believe the future of a thriving encores has three prongs. Revivals of hidden gems, which has kind of always been what encores is about. And then she goes yes. on. Um, productions where artists reclaim work for our time through their own personal lens, which is kind of how I see Billy Porter reinterpreting the mm-hmm. life. And then the Definitely. last and celebrations that look at the ways musical theater can connect us in this city and across the country. These upcoming projects hold seeds of all three tenants. The third, Exciting. the third show of this upcoming season, again, without dates, and we don't really know exactly when it'll happen <laughs> um, or how it will happen. Maybe it'll be streamed. Uh, who knows? That has not yet been announced. But um, actually, I'm excited about these two shows. The Life is a show that I remember mm-hmm. rocking out to the original cast album a bit when it came out. Um, My Body is one of those it's anthems. Um, yeah. And the Tap Dance Kid is one that I'm interested to see. Uh, what becomes of it, but I'm also disappointed about Love Life because that's a show that has had just a horrible luck throughout yeah. its entire existence. Uh, it's a, a Kurt Vile and Alan J. Lerner show that mm-hmm. rarely ever gets done. I don't even think like there was like a, the cast album has never even even been done super well. And then Millie, we've talked a lot about Millie. I love Ashley right. Park. I am yep. interested to see how they can revitalize uh, thoroughly modern Millie for with a little bit more as much of it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, Lauren Yee was working on it as a creative consultant right. um, to kind of make it a little bit less uh, offensive, but I'm disappointed mm. for those shows, <laughs> but excited about these other two. I'm very excited about these. Uh, you know, as you had even said, someone said, that the spokes- Encore spokesperson said that these productions were possible for the future. I could definitely see that happen- happening with Millie, especially because of how talked up it was. And I just imagine, like, when things get back to normal, uh, some of this, a project like this where you had people reworking it <laughs> to update it a little bit more and make it less offensive, uh, you know, those people are, are going to be back to work on other projects as yeah. well. So this might, end up down in the pipeline but i could definitely see that happening i don't know about love life and i was looking forward to it so it's very disappointing but who knows yeah. uh in in its place these are really great options that i'm excited to see whenever that may be yeah and as you mentioned they i think millie has a really good shot of coming back because um lear was scheduled to direct it so obviously that connection is going to be there and i think if we're talking about you know having some sort of edited version that can potentially have a longer life um outside of new york city through licensing and stuff maybe the licensing company which i'm guessing i think is mti maybe they might throw some money behind it to make it happen a little sooner rather than Mm -hmm. later Sure. All right, let's move on to some other news. On Friday, there was, believe it or not, there was an actual live event that happened in Times Square that featured U.S. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, as well as a number of Broadway folks, including Laura Benanti, who we're going to get back to and talk about here in a little bit, Broadway League President and my BFF, Charlotte St. Martin, Disney Theatrical (laughs) President Tommy Schumacher, and Director Shelley Williams. They were there to discuss the bipartisan bill that was co-sponsored by Schumer um, called Save Our Stages. 
It's a bill that's looking to provide up to $12 million in grants and funds to live venue operators, producers, promoters, and talent representatives whose businesses have been impacted by COVID-19. The event happened on uh, right in front of the big red TKTS steps in Times Square, and Schumer seemed to be fairly optimistic about the likelihood of the bill passing as mm. they start to continue working on that. I don't know if anything at this point is going to actually happen yeah. now that the Senate is moving towards a potential Supreme Court fight. Um, but it was nice to see that they um, are, are still rallying behind this. We talked about this bill, actually, sure. when it was initially announced. And um, they need to do something, uh, as because I've talked about this. Or, you know, I actually talked about this on a, on a sports podcast that I was on over the weekend, but like, you can't just let these people there. <laughs> of course you did. Dwindling. I mean, it, it, it applied. It made sense. Okay. But okay. it's just, uh, you can't just leave these folks uh, twisting in the wind with absolutely no, uh, support whatsoever. <laughs> right. And you mean longer than they already have. Right. Is the thing. Yeah. And it's at this point. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Ashley, let's get into some real quick news. And uh, what a great story. And you kind of actually mentioned Nick Cordero on Friday's show. And on Friday, Mm. actually, might have even been Thursday night after we recorded. But uh, Nick Cordero's posthumously released album, Live Your Life, Live at Feinstein's 54 Below, was officially released. And it hit number one on the iTunes charts, beating out Taylor Swift's album, Folklore, for the top spot. The album was obviously uh, recorded prior to his coronavirus diagnosis um, Mm -hmm. and as part of his cabaret act in 2019. It features guest performances by uh, his good friend Catherine Gallagher, um, his uh, Drew Galing, Sarah Chase, and his Bullets Over Broadway co-star Zach Braff. The album is available to order on Broadway Records and Amazon and everywhere you get your things. But what what a lovely thing to see. Uh, for 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 this mm-hmm. album that I know so many people um, think of so specially. Very, very bittersweet. It's a beautiful album, though. Beautiful tribute. And another really kind of sweet thing that happened over the weekend on fr- Thursday night, I think, yeah, Thursday night, f- uh, former Hamilton star and um, uh, Cyrano star Jasmine Cephas Jones won her first Emmy Award for the Quibi Woo-hoo! show Free Ray Sean. Uh, or Ray Sean. Um, we talked about her being nominated, but what was also even cooler on Saturday night, her father, Ron Cephas Jones, Aww. won his second Emmy Award, the second one cool. for his portrayal um, of the char- of his character in This Is Us. By both of them winning, they become the first ever father and daughter duo in Emmy history to win in the same year. That's um, very cool. So very cool. And they did a... Um, especially for the Saturday night things is the, the main Emmys are happening just shortly after we record on Sunday. So we will obviously let yeah. you know about any theater folks that win, uh, for tomorrow's show. But the, mm-hmm. the main part of the creative arts Emmys happened on Saturday night. So they had a virtual media room. And after Ron won his second Emmy award, they talked about how him and Jazzy had both won that year. And he just gushed, um, about the opportunity Aww. for him and 
and his daughter to both have that success and kind of walking her through the process since he'd been nominated. This was his fourth nomination um, to kind of talk about that and how he talked about how for both of them coming from the theater to have any kind of success in television is kind of icing on the cake. And the nomination is, is yeah. you know, to have your work recognized um, is what is really special. So a uh, really lovely thing. I love Ron Cephas Jones. I, yeah, I, I, both of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It goes without saying um, mm. he was so, so good in the first season of Mr. Robot. Um, and oh god, that's right. I'm due for a Mr. Robot rewatch because I love Mr. Robot. However, once you start getting into the later yeah. seasons, if you're not paying a hundred percent attention, you kind of lose the thread. But yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, I didn't. I think I only watched the first two or three. I can't remember when I when I fell off. Fell off, but um, he was so so good. But anyway, congratulations to both of the Cephas Joneses. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into a few quick recommendations. Actually, the first one um, is in honor of Rosh Hashanah, which happened on uh, Friday night, the Jewish New Year. And in mm-hmm. celebration uh, of that, the 2004 Broadway revival cast of Fiddler on the Roof came together virtually uh, to sing the Sabbath prayer from the show. Included in the video are Harvey Firestein, Andrea Martin, Randy Graff, Laura Michelle Kelly, John uh, John Cariani, and more. Um, really lovely uh lovely little video um not only of uh, a beautiful beautiful Bach and Harnick song uh, but also mm-hmm. perfectly timed for the high holy days as well and then finally we said we would come back with the information on Friday's show Laura Benanti <laughs> is in fact releasing her first debut studio what? album and it is entitled Laura Benanti um what? self-titled debut studio album it is available now for pre-order we will have a link in the show notes and the recommendation part is not only the album as a whole but she released her first single from the album a cover of rufus wainwright's cigarettes and chocolate milk Um, so you can hear that that is the recommendation lorbanante and all things lorbanante are always great good and recommended yeah, I'm the exact middle of that Venn diagram as both a massive Laura Benanti and a massive Rufus Wainwright fan. So that's very exciting. I think I I don't know if this was coordinated with Laura or not, um, but I I saw someone retweet Rufus Wainwright um, on Friday, just shortly after I saw Laura's announcement first, saying that. I think he has a new album coming out, too. He, so, he, had, he had a new album come out, and now he's doing a bunch of streaming shows. Don't worry. I've got you. Gotcha. This, is, this is now a Rufus Wainwright podcast. Okay. I literally know <laughs> nothing about Rufus Wainwright. I got you. Don't worry. But I appreciate that. But the Laura song is uh, is wonderful, so I highly, highly recommend that. All right, Ashley, that is all that we have for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. We don't know exactly what our schedule is going to be this week, but we will be here throughout the week. If you would like to hear our shows before you can get them in the main feed, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody, and we will be back to talk to you on Tuesday. Tuesday.